Well, another week of Super Rugby done and dusted as the playoff picture starts to take shape and the New Zealand teams mostly all put their best foot forward, mostly I say. The Crusaders started the weekend with a bang, uh, not giving Moana Pacifica much to smile about as their last home game for the year. Uh, the Blues stopped their form slide to handle the Reds uh, without too much trouble, very strong finish there. The Highlanders hung tough to, to secure a vital home win against the Gutsy Rebels, give themselves a playoff sniff. And the Chiefs, uh, again, were just too smart for a slightly understrength Hurricane side in some horrific conditions in Hamilton. Uh, two weeks uh, is all that is left before knockout footy begins, of course. Jeff McTainch was on the mic for Sky Sport over the weekend, uh, keeping nice and dry while those uh, outside got very wet in Hamilton. Jeff, good morning to you. Good morning, Smithy. How are you? They were have pretty bad conditions um, uh, the other night in Hamilton. Uh, uh, sorry, in, in Christchurch, uh, your, your particular game, uh, you played, sorry, the kids, uh, Canterbury, I'll get it, it's right, the Crusaders played Minor Pacifica uh, at uh, the newly named Go Media Mount Smart Stadium. Uh -huh. You were doing that one. Uh, what did you notice about that and uh, the news coming out now about Aaron Major? Yeah, it was... Uh I think uh, in the end, a uh, fairly predictable result given the, the, the talent that was still uh, available to Scott Robinson and the Crusaders lineup. I thought, um, you know, it gave him a real opportunity to, to try a few guys out. Noah Hotham, you know, continues to impress. I know he's away on the New Zealand Under 20s uh, tour or World Cup in South Africa soon um, with, a, with a few other guys too. So uh, he, he just looks like a player beyond his years at the moment. Uh, he's playing some good rugby and he, he's, he's making the most of his opportunities. That was a third third start uh, on uh, on Friday night. And, and I thought in, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, Scott Robertson, out of all of the New Zealand coaches over the weekend, I think he'll be um, you know, the happier happier of the bunch, uh, as I say, given, given that he could try out Noah. Uh, again, Zach Gallagher, I thought, had a really good game. Corey Callow hasn't had much uh, game time for the Crusaders, so he got an opportunity. Christian Leo Willie was obviously fantastic, giving them go forward. But, I mean, he made, I think, 60-odd metres uh, himself um, post-contact. Um, Leo Willie and, and Moana Pasifika could only make 32 in that first half. So their inability to break the Crusaders down defensively, again, they were superb. Um, was the issue, and that's been the issue for teams this season. And, and I guess, too, from a Moana Pacifica's fans' perspective, disappointing, um, or, or double-edged, really, uh, sword for them, uh, given that Aaron Major has said that this will be his last season. He'll, he'll see out the last couple of games and they head away. Um, winless season. I know they got close against the Blues, but something has to change, and I think he's seen that. Um, so he'll move on. Not sure what the future holds for Aaron, but I think the really disappointing thing from uh, from the club's perspective is, is the news coming out that <coughs> Levell Moore uh, um, will be heading to the Crusaders, um, seeing off the um, the bids from Rugby Australia and uh, and indeed the Blues. And and like if you've been watching the breakdown on Sky Sport on Sunday night, and you heard Sir John Cowan's comments around it. Um, I agree to an extent with a few of his, his, um, his comments. I mean, look, it's, it's, a, it's been a tough sell for, for that club uh, in, in the Auckland uh, region. Obviously, the Blues are playing in here too, so it's, uh, it's, it's a semi-divided fan base. You look at the, uh, the Fijian and Drua playing over in Fiji. Um, they get a lot of buy-in from the community, and his, his comments suggesting that maybe Minor um, Pacific need to look at playing uh, more games, maybe in some more might be might be the trick. But certainly losing their best player uh, and one of the best players in the competition 
um, is, is, is just a real shame. So um, you hope that uh, next week uh, or this week in, in Fiji that, um, that they can produce something. It certainly will be a spectacle, but, um, yeah, I mean, you just can't afford to be losing players of the like of a Levi Amor if, if you're trying to build a club. So um, I think, yeah, disappointing for them. The Crusaders march on, and for me, Smithy, they look like the, the, the pick of the bunch, um, peaking at the right time ahead of playoffs. Okay, interesting. Um, you fancy them now, even though the, the Chiefs went on their merry way, um, efficient enough uh, over the course of uh, the weekend? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, Jason Holland rested, uh, rested his, his, his front-line All Blacks. He, he lost, he didn't have Geordie Barrett with him, didn't have Tyrell Lomax um, and Artie Savia, the, the captain. And, and even in those horrendous conditions, um, if you're watching on, I mean, you still cause Clayton McMillan a few frustrations in the box. I think he probably needs uh, one or two new walkie-talkies after that game, uh, given given his frustrations. So, no, I think the fact that uh, the Hurricanes had to rest those players, the Chiefs, a um, couple of decisions at times from them in the wet conditions. Uh, you know, when when you, you're going into a playoff picture, and indeed they may face the Crusaders in the in, in the final, um, those are the sort of moments where um, you know the champion team, like like that Crusaders team, uh, are, are going to have an edge, uh, having had that experience. So I think um, you know from from that point of view, uh, I think that's why I'd give the advantage to the Crusaders. It was a very very strong Chiefs side, and who knows, Smithy may may have well been a, a very different story had there been dry conditions. Certainly there would have been a better crowd as well so slightly disappointing on that front but um no, that's that's where my money would be i, I think from a hurricane's uh, point of view too like it's it's disappointing that they've they've lost so many players injury i think nine or ten players jason holland's having to work without then he goes and takes a few all blacks out so it's a very brave move but you have to obviously look at the workload of these guys Hooker's going to be an interesting one uh coming uh in their next game against the blues which is going to be an absolute belt obviously jacob devery went off uh, billy proctor had an injury so too Umang and Jensen and, uh, and Hami Fiver ended up playing some minutes off the bench, so big minutes too. So um, real concern for them, and uh, indeed that's why we're seeing a lot of rotation and rest uh, in, the, in the couple of weeks ahead of the playoffs. Right, OK, so uh, we know we're now going to look for su- four super coaches uh, heading into the franchises next year. Uh, there is a possibility that maybe five, although uh, Clark Dermody's uh, Highlanders getting up for him 20-17 to 17 over the Rebels at the weekend. Pretty much everyone beats the Rebels apart from Moana Pacifica. So Clark, uh, Clark stays safe and the Highlanders may be an outside chance of sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Highlanders, uh, you know, they showed poise uh, in Dunedin uh, the other night uh, against the Rebels when they needed to. It was a you know, good Rebels team too with some, some key players near the likes of Hodge and guys that have had big-time test match experience. So they got up uh, when they needed to. I think I talked to you earlier in the season about Sam Gilbert. Um, I think he's got a really cool head on his shoulders, kicked the clutch penalty at the end to get them home. And um, and I think this week as well for, for Aaron Smith, his final home game as a Highlander, uh, in, in Dunedin before he heads off to Toyota at the end of the year. Um, look, they'll, I'm sure they'll get up for that. They have to. There'll be a good crowd in. Um, but he came in, what, 2012, 2013. Um, you know, he's the most capped All Black uh, back of all time, second only to White Crockett, Super Rugby cap. So I think they'll get up against the Reds. They have to because uh, the force obviously upset the Brumbies uh, for the first time in 10 years to, to give themselves a shot in the arm too. So... 
Um, it's certainly an interesting run in on both ends. You know, like the, the Chiefs uh, need one more win to secure top spot. The Crusaders breathing down their neck. Uh, all of those teams up there jockeying for top spot. The Hurricanes, the Blues. That's why that's such a big game this week. But certainly for the Highlanders, uh, with with two games left, one against the Blues at Eden Park in the final round. We know how the Highlanders travel in Auckland not very well. So I think um, you know when it comes down to Nuggies' last game, they'll get up for it. Rightio, uh, the Blues. Where do you see the Blues sitting at? They're, uh, are a point ahead of the Canes, as you say, massive game, that one there. Um, at this, this stage, the Blues, um, if it all panned out the way you would think, uh, the Blues would probably be looking at a matchup with the Chiefs at some point. Where do you th- are the Blues capable uh, uh, of that that big match? I mean, we, we know, you know they went 15-0 and 0 at one stage last year, lost the grand final. What about this year under Leon McDonald? I don't think we've seen the best of the Blues this year, Smithy. And, um, you know, I think they've, they've been close uh, at times, but they've come up against some really good teams as well, which have, have dictated the way they've been able to play. They've been camped a lot, of, a lot of the season inside their own half. They haven't been able to play with a lot of front football. But I thought the other night against the Reds, um, you know, they were very, very good. I thought uh, the likes of, you know, Bryce Heem, uh, AJ Lair, Mark Dallaire, Zahn Sullivan... Um, it just played what was in front of them, played the space, and, and Bowden Barrett had one of his better games, albeit before uh, having having that injury. So that was set on on a good forward pack as well. Patrick Football also had a good game, saw four, and Satutu continue to impress. And Akira Yuani, since his comeback from injury, I think it's been very, very good too. So um, I think Leon McDonald has has got them just at the right stage of the season. Mind you, mm. too, they were playing a red team had come off. Um, that win in New Plymouth over the Chiefs. So hard place to travel, uh, but I think just at the right time, starting to, to sort of um, play truer to themselves in the way that, um, that they've played over the last couple of seasons. Brumby's interesting, um, and some interesting calls coming out of Falau uh, Fainga, uh, uh, who basically said, look, you know, you've sent... Uh, a bunch of puppies over here. You left the big dogs at home because you wanted to stay at home and get your necks massaged, basically. Um, and uh, in the end, they lost to the force, which was, uh, if you look at the table, a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. But if you look at personnel, perhaps not so much of a, a surprise. That's a big risk to take. Although, although again, Eddie's got the same rules going as uh, Ian Foster. Yeah, he does. And uh, Stephen Larkham had to look at that, uh, obviously. And, I mean, the Brumbies are, are well entrenched inside that top four. But um, I think more than anything, if you're a, from a New Zealand fan, uh, particularly a Highlanders fan's perspective looking on, you would have been uh, disappointed that he he, uh, he made 12 changes to that side. And, uh, you know, not surprising in the end uh, against the force that uh, they would slip up. I mean, history was was against them. Obviously, as I said earlier, I think they, they ten ten years since they had beaten uh, beaten the Brumbies. But uh, you know, when you're resting a whole host of your Wallabies, um, it's always going to be a well, it's a completely different team, isn't it? So um, you have to say though that the uh, the Brumbies did have some talent in there, and Brian Lonergan, Debrasini, um, and, and Co. and Ollie Saps for the handy player too. So they did have the they did. Have, the players in there, Samu in their forward pack as well, Swain of course, but um, you know, that, that force team, I think they only made one change and I've been really impressed with the way uh, that back line has played at times this year. Uh, Kibberigi with all of experience up in the north and, and uh, Matt Daly as well, Chase Ted, so we know he's got a great boot on him from fullback, so um, 
like it was, uh, I suppose, if you're looking at from a from a punter's perspective going into it, that you might have uh, slightly favoured history, but um, no, the force uh, force are coming, and it makes it interesting going into the final two rounds of the season that both ends of this competition, uh, there's still plenty to play for. I know that there's been a lot of talk about making this a top six, giving the top two teams a week off, and and uh, and you know, considering there's only 12 teams in it, that that might be a better way of looking at it, but. Um, I think we can all agree that, you know, given we're in the penultimate week of the regular season, that we're uh, yeah, fighting at both ends for, for uh, important positions is a good thing for the competition. What's the talk amongst uh, the troops, Jeff, uh, around the coaching situation? And, I mean, this is uh, unprecedented and having to find, uh, it looks like definitely four, and who knows about the others, but we know Clayton McMillan's firmly ensconced. Apart from that, what is the talk amongst the, the troops in terms of possibilities, in terms of replacements? Well, that's anyone's guess, um, Smitty, but I, I, would, I would imagine that, uh, you know, there'd, there'd be a lot of uh, the clubs looking at promoting internally um, as well. I mean, we talk about growing the players in the game and giving giving them opportunities. You've got to do the same from a coaching, um, the coaching side of things as well. So it's going to be interesting. I, I wouldn't see a, um, a lot of movement from, from coaches jumping in. Obviously, Aaron Mage is a, a free agent now, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if indeed someone is, uh, or a club is interested in picking him up. So, um, no, it all, all remains to be seen. But as I say, my, my money would be on uh, probably trying to promote internally. Having said that, though, you still have a lot of coaches overseas that that, that are coming off contracts and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, maybe they'll cast the net, um, but we'll just wait and see. You see, for me, I mean, it used to be a desired thing. I mean, everyone was lining up to get these gigs. Now, it'll, if you look at the people that are falling away um, in terms of uh, wanting to be uh, candidates, you, you take a guy like a Chris Gibbs. You, you would have thought was primed, absolutely primed, walking away from the oh. situation. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I just wonder what's changed. Yeah, well, I guess money is different elsewhere as well. That's that's something that that's worth mentioning. I mean, Dave Rennie, um, you know, there was there's, there's been a scrap to to get him to replace um, Leon McDonald at the Blues, and and I know that um, that uh, that they haven't been able to secure that. So, yeah. I, I get your point. I mean, is the is the brand of rugby uh, in the in the southern hemisphere is it is it as attractive as it once was? And I think the answer is is you know probably no. And I think that stems from a wider there's a whole wider conversation to be had here, Smithy, about um, in my opinion about what um, what we're doing with the game. Obviously, New Zealand rugby has ambition to to expand. There's a lot of talk about North America. There's obviously the deal with Japan. Uh, we're in um, conversations with Rugby Australia about how we expand the game. But I think what um, I think what is absolutely um, you know necessary for our game in New Zealand is to look at our own house and, and how we. Um, how we ensure that the next uh, crop of players coming through uh, are, are there and available and how we actually secure fan engagement. Like I think from a broadcast perspective, Sky uh, have, have been doing really good numbers post-COVID, I think uh, a lot better than they were pre, um, in fact. But that, that engagement level of getting the fans through the turnstile, that only starts with giving kids an opportunity to come and, and play Ripper Rugby and, 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 and getting along to the club and seeing what that's all about. So whilst we can have all these grand desires um, or grand designs on um, on what we might want to do with the global game, I think it's really important to get our house in order and, and, um, and get that engagement back. And I think that's where coaches will um, 
will look at it and go, I want to be involved in it, I want to be a part of that, because if it just becomes a numbers game, uh, then if you know, you're getting an offer from a European club or a club in the English Premiership to come and coach um, and with seven figures, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I totally agree, and uh, it's not very often you have um, a sit-down in a think tank in a World Cup rugby year because usually the focus is on that, Jeff. but I think you're right. I think it, uh, some of this is um, the interest, um, the numbers, uh, the turning up to the ground, um, you know, the fan engagement, the coaching setup. I think it's a it's at a crucial stage, Super Rugby, and um, sooner rather than later, that group uh, they've got to sit around and say, well, how are we going to arrest this? How we are we going to arrest this situation? Because of course, the other thing is, Jeff, they're losing a lot of uh, big name players at the end of the World Cup as well. So who knows when it's going to stop? But uh, at least Sky's numbers are good. Jeff, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it, and um, keep up the good work. Uh, enjoying your calls. Cheers, man. Thank you. Definitely. Talk soon.